0: Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode, I want to dedicate this episode to a dear friend of mine, Robert Miller, who passed away a few days ago. Um, Besides doing these podcasts, I am also a professional photographer and a freelance photographer and a photojournalist and all sorts of things in relation to photography. And Robert um, known as Bob, he's the one that got me into photography and studying it more and wanted to be a better photographer. I took classes through and under him in 2010 to 2011. Um, after I started in 2009, that's when I started taking classes. About a year after, and Bob was one of the first people that I met who taught photography and who was very good at it. And he taught me things like stepping outside the box when it comes to doing photography and the way I think and compose the images, and he taught me a lot of techniques that I've been utilizing ever since. So this episode of the podcast is dedicated to Robert Miller, he'll be missed, and he's loved by many. So thanks for listening, guys, and enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode six of the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast, where wrestling meets reality. This episode is going to be about the current state of the United States title picture as well as the state of Hideo Itami. Let's get into the episode. So, the United States Championship title scene is crazy, and I'm not sure how I feel about that as I'm coming from the prestige of the title, not the holders, the current holders the previous holder, whatever. But last night on SmackDown, it was interesting, and it was funny, and I liked it. Um, They had a random match, it wasn't random actually, but it was champion Shinsuke Nakamura, who beat Rusev at the Royal Rumble pre-show to be United States champion, against R-Truth, who was attacked by Nia Jax at the Rumble. So the derby rewarded him, or gave him this title opportunity as a token of, him getting screwed out of a spot and I figured, okay, Shinsuke is going to win this easily and what happened was, um, Shinsuke went for a landslide move and all truth rolled him up. He had one, the ref counted one, two, Shinsuke kicked out and he still counted three. And then they went on to wrestle, R-Truth went for an axe kick, or a spin an axe kick, whatever he does. And Shinsuke ducked him, and the ref was like, hey, hold on, stop, I count three. And Shinsuke looked confused, R-Truth looked like he couldn't believe it. The ref was like, no, he was waving his arms around, and they announced the new United States champion, R-Truth. The booth was off the place. And Shinsuke said, everybody still loves R-Truth, and I do too. It was very cool to see him win but everybody's talking about this was this match finish a botch or was it intentional and looking back at it and thinking about it I think it was probably a mixture of both but based on what followed I think it was probably just a it was meant to be and kind of shake up the title picture and I never thought r two would be in that position to say the words he shook up a title picture but he did so rusev came out after that match and goaded rusev to defend the title and r did i'm like oh here we go this can be the quickest title reign i've seen in history and um rtuce beat rusev by rolling him up so rtuce not only won the united states championship but he also defended it, defended it successfully on the same show. So our truth is still your United States Champion going forward. I'm also happy to see that. But what follows this is what people don't like as well. Rusev turned heel on our truth of all people. And um, so Rusev and Shinsuke beat him up. Shinsuke held him up. Rusev did the Masuka kick. Rusev held him up again. And Shinsuke did the kins- Kinsasha um, finishing move and left tooth Lane, and this leads to next week's match, it's going to be the team of Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, who's fighting in Truth's honor. So where is this going exactly? I have no clue. I'm assuming that at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, or maybe Fast Lane, I'm not sure. It's going to be a triple threat match for the United States Championship. It's going to be Shinsuke versus Rusev versus R-Truth. And I'm curious, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a match of the night, I can't wait, invested. But I'm curious to see where this is going. And I'm very happy to see R-Truth getting pushed so randomly. But they had me doing some digging. And I'm like, why are they pushing this man so suddenly and so quick? I think it's because it was announced yesterday on WWE's YouTube channel. The R-Truth's new movie, I think it's called Blood Brother, but it's going on DVD, Blu-ray, and all that. So I told my buddy, I said, I bet you $100, I didn't bet really, but I said, I bet you that they're pushing R-Truth for the moment until this movie gets some buys and all that. I guarantee you that's why they're pushing the man, because this movie coming out. And that's okay. I hope this sticks. I like R-Truth. I've always liked r while in the last few, maybe six months, he's been seen as the, a crazy, funny, psycho kind of character. Like he would insert himself in awkward situations. It's funny and enjoyable. But it's random and it is cool, but random to see him as a champion again. Last time he was a fighting champion, he was a heel trying to become a champion. He was fighting John Cena for the WWE Championship in 2011, I think. So he really after that feud he hadn't he's been as a comedy act ever since now he's still a comedy act he does have a little layer of seriousness on his side now one he's mad at night jack for attacking him at the rumble and two he's mad because he got attacked by not not just shinsuke but also a heel turning rusev so i see r-truth's character development coming as to he's not he's really funny and, and uh whimsical and all that but i see him having a little bit more of a aside to him a suicide he's the problem getting tired of getting jumped by everybody Now jacks shinsuke rusev and whoever so i see our truth developing here maybe he was scared he wanted to leave too because our truth has been around for a while and has not had really had anything meaningful in storylines since his heel turn in 2011. he had something going with gold dust i think two years ago gold got injured or one of them got injured and fell flat so our truth um being pushed um randomly and awkwardly is cool to see if they have to keep it going i don't want him losing the title in two weeks and going back and being a out of carmella because i even saw carmella become kind of serious here as well which got me thinking maybe this could be a character revamp or a truth And so we'll see how that goes. But I wonder too, was Derek afraid he was going to leave? Like I said, he's been here a while. So that kind of leads us to the next segment about Hideo Atami. So it was reported last night that Hideo Atami has asked for his release. From WWE and it was granted. Now I'm assuming he is gone out of the company. Now his last match was last night on 2 Out 5 Live, losing to Akira Tozawa. So he lost, he's out, and he has a nine day non compete clause. So he's gonna be not active again until May. So it's, he'll, I don't know if he'll go back to New Japan where he was from as Kenta, or if he'll go back. Or go to AEW when they get going. I think in May is a pay per view too, so that's kind of coincidental. So maybe that was his whole plan along by the time his contract expires, he'd be able to be AEW bound. Because looking at the career of Kent, the slash Slashiday Atami, his career did really fail very flat very quick, and it's not his fault. Nor is the creator's fault. It's just something that happened when he debuted in two thousand and. 15 16 his first feud was with the ascension he took them on like just consecutively in weeks he's a big deal he was a man who came in shortly after CM punk left and him originating with gts and bringing that back was the highlight of his career people loved that and he got injured twice in the span of a thing like a year a year and a half he was out for a while both times with i think it was a neck issue and a shoulder issue or vice versa and after that, he came back. He turned heel. I can't remember on who, but he really never got off the ground. That he was—he was a good heel. He had moved to 205 five live, I think, uh, early last year, and was there ever since. And his matches, of the rumble he had with Murphy, Kalisto, and Tazawa, was a, cra- a great match. Somebody in the comments saying he's let himself go, hasn't he? Somebody was body physique. He—he he had got a little bit more pudgy than he was. And then this announcement last night of his. Asking for his release and getting it shows how Dirty B felt about it and i like, okay, you can go, we won't lose much stock in you. That's the way I feel when they do that, when people ask for their release and Dirty B gives it to them, then they feel like they're not going to be asked if they lose. And I feel with A with Tommy slash Kenta, I'm assuming to will go back to being Kenta, I think that this would be blown up in the face like Cody Rhodes. They released Cody Rhodes, and he was Stardust in 2016, and you see what Cody's doing now. He now is part of a wrestling promotion that he helped create from the ground up. So, Cody Rhodes is one of the superstars at WWE I know regrets losing. And I feel the same as with also Jack Hagger, who was Jack Swagger, who's making a big name for himself, winning his first UFC fight, or Bellator fight, whatever it is. This past Saturday night. So I feel Kenta, Hadero Tommy, will be in that same boat. WWE will regret letting him go, and probably, I'll give him six uh, months to a year. He will be a big star again, and WWE will regret this. And that's what makes it interesting going on this point forward. AEW is going to be always in the minds of every single wrestling fan. With that, you know it's going to be on every single mind of every WWE producer, creative writer, Vince McMahon, etc. So every time someone gets released, they're going to AEW. That's going to be the top of their release. Now, whether Hideo Tommy slash Kenta does it, it's up in the air. But I feel like WWE is going to slip up here. I feel that they're going to start releasing guys, or guys are going to leave... And they're going to see them as not commodities, they're not going to make it in AEW or whatever, and they do. Because a lot of the people that they are, that was rumored to be leaving WWE is being kind of pushed or used more. And then well, that is Zach with a K, not an H, WWE. Before I get on, they misspelled Zack Ryder's name on Monday Night Raw, everybody knows that now. I can't believe that, that... He's been there for almost a decade, over a decade, since 2008, so yeah, over a decade. He's been Z-A-C-K, Zach, all that time. On Raw, they did Z-A-C-H, <laughs> poor Zach. But back on topic, Zach Ryder, um, I heard Kurt Hawkins' name, and the Revival. All of them have been rumored to be leaving WWE for AEW. What does WWE do? Put all of them guys in tag team feud. So they can't or either they're satisfied or whatever for the time being. I thought that was coincidental. We've seen Zach more in the last two weeks than we have in two years. So mentioning AEW, um that's interesting because like I said, we haven't seen him that much at all. I and mean, then AEW rumors sucking around that he's the in interesting Zachary of all people, which is cool and interesting too. Now he's getting T V time and getting kind of a push, even though he lost they lost to the revival. He's getting used. So that's what got me curious. That AEW's always in the minds of everybody, fans included, and, gen- and WWE people. And with Haddie O'Tyme slash Kenta leaving, that was the first time people thought about, oh, he's in AEW now. He's going to go to AEW when this No compete clause is finished. So it's curious to see where he goes. So, yeah, Hideo Tommy is no more. And like I said in my last video, ending it, Dean Ambrose is also leaving WWE. Confirm that. You can tune, you can go back to that episode and listen to it. I talked about that and announced it at the end of that video, episode 5. So, go back and listen to that. So, that's all for today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast, where wrestling meets reality. T- tune in to the next episode and make sure you comment about this episode. What do you think about um Tommy leaving and our troops title um victories and, ra- and all this randomness going on. Let me know in the comments or whatever you can do on no matter what platform you use to listen to us. Communicate me with me in any way you can. Thanks for listening. Have an awesome day, guys.